Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then blue bump. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're kind of Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Mrs. Atom. And this is Mr. Adam. Thank you for joining us for another week here at By the By. Mm-hmm. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes, and happy Valentine's Day. Yes, if you're listening on Wednesday, today is Valentine's Day. You better have gotten your sexy gifts and um, goings on going on. <laughs> and if it's after uh-huh. Wednesday, hopefully you had a lovely, lovely Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... Yeah, did you get me anything for Valentine's Day? Well, I can't tell you because it's not Valentine's Day yet. Well, yeah, but it is for the listeners at home. No. It is for all the microphone people. No, I got you me. No, I already had you. I know. <laughs> same old, same old. <laughs> Nothing exciting. Wah, wah. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's okay. I still like you. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you usually keep receipts, so. <laughs> you can always return me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I was just glancing outside. It's beautiful. The sky is purple. See, the sky I, looks like the bisexual flag. In I, fact, I, I so got, much so I got you a bisexual flag sky for you Valentine's did, you Day. Did. I'm going to step outside <laughs> and take a picture. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh-huh. So we'll, we'll, we'll take a mild break here. And now we're back. It's very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about what's upcoming and what's happened? Yes. Let's talk about what's upcoming. All right. um, or let's talk about what we've just recently did. Yeah. So Sunday we were at the uh, Sydney Queer Erotic Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we got to present there. That was fun. That we was did. exciting. Yeah, we got to go and we talked about um, bisexuality, the importance of recognizing it, and also by invisibility, um, all different facets of it, and what what can we do to kind of help start mitigating that. Uh, it was a really good talk. Yeah, it we, was, was well-received. I was yeah. all nervous because, you know, knowing me, it was like, I don't know, 12 graphs mm-hmm. because I like my data. It makes me feel <laughs> safe and comfortable. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And it was a blast. I, I really actually yeah. had more fun than I expected to. And, uh, yeah, we hope to partner with them again in the not-too-distant future mm-hmm. and, and present at other things that they do. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, there was good discussion around some of the different points and things, even during the talk, so that was good. Uh, I like having that be a bit more discussive as opposed to just, you know, stand up and lecture people. I agree. We, we yeah. do that enough. Yeah. <laughs> we sit down and lecture people with our alcohol. Um, uh-huh. And so, yeah, it's it was nice to have a back and forth. The, yeah. the, the discussion and the conversations were mm-hmm. beneficial. Um, yeah, so that was, that was Sunday. Do you want to talk about Rule 34? Oh, my God, do I? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So last Wednesday, uh, we did 
Rule 34, um, and we did our performance. And for all of you podcast listeners out there who came uh, and saw us, and that was we had a large group. We of, had a good cheering squad. So we thank had a, you. Yeah, I, I that very, was very special. It really was lovely. Yeah. Um, you guys know who you are, and we really, really appreciate you. I think we had ten people there that mm-hmm. were there to celebrate us. And considering, I think there was a hundred and. 10 or so people there period yeah. to, to think that we had 10% of the crowd sort of already in our corner was so lovely. It was great. Um, but what we did was schlong the musical. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not making any promises, but I do happen to know for sure that it was videotaped. Um, Interesting. So we're going to talk to the facilitator of, of rule 34 and see if we can get a copy of the video. Dum, dum, dum. Mm. I may have already started this conversation. So, um, but no promises yet. Mm-hmm. We do at least have a few pictures that might go up. Yes, yeah. we do. Um, it, it was so much fun. So like, it was fun. So basically, um, so Bradford started out, he, the, he was singing the musical. He was the musical part. Um, so yeah, he was up on stage singing and then I was, I was, uh, Having a love affair with a dildo. Yes. Schlong the Musical. Yeah. It was a love affair told from the yeah. point of view of a giant, massive dildo. Um, or the home defense dildo, for those of you who know what that is. Yes. Looking at you, C&D. <laughs> That's just great. So right there, C&D raised a, a, a star. Yeah. Yeah, they raised a star. They did. They did. They should be so proud. They should be. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'll to- totally tag them when I post mm-hmm. that. Uh, so yeah, it was um, it was a lot of fun. It was it was fun. You know, it was it's great because I wasn't nearly as nervous as I thought I was going to be. Um, and in a typical me sort of fashion, I just got up on stage and forgot exactly what I was doing and just did it. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't think about it. I can't tell you now how any of it went or what I did or what, but it was fun. And I think that it was enjoyable. The The scary thing is that I did the exact same thing. I just got up on stage, didn't think or pay attention. I just did stuff. And considering I was supposed to be doing things in time to what you were singing, <laughs> I paid no attention to what you were singing at that moment. I just love it. Yes. Uh, but I think it turned out okay. Yeah. I, I think it did. I, yeah, it was, it was a blast. Um, and, and it was very exciting and nerve-wracking in that. So when we first got there, the show started at 7.30, and we mm-hmm. got there really early because we went right after work. Uh, so we got there at around 6.30, got some drinks, and within 15 minutes of us being there, who was to walk through the door but Jordan Rescopolis? If you don't know who that is, it's she's the lead singer of Axis of Awesome, mm-hmm. which if you don't know who that is, if you Google... Uh, or YouTube, go to YouTube and search for the uh, the words "song four chords." They Axis of Awesome did the song called Four Chords." Uh, it's they, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, they go through. I think it's um, C, A, G seven, and E. I think, or maybe F. Maybe the F uh, are the chords that they go through, and it's all these songs that are strung together by these four chords, and how common these four chords are. And it's kind of a lighthearted comedy. There, they are yeah. a funny band, very funny band. Uh, they're Australian, and I have known about them for years. I remember listening to them when I was You're a wee in little the thing? states. Well, no, because they're not that <laughs> yeah. long, uh, but definitely the early twenty teens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I discovered them in twenty ten or twenty eleven. A work colleague introduced me. Anyway, so she. Walks in and I almost lost my shit. Um, 
I was so excited. That's when excited. you got nervous. <laughs> I would, that's actually, it is true, when I got nervous, because I was yeah. so excited that, it was like, holy, I, 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 yeah. It's one thing to sing for strangers, but then for somebody that you actually like and, you know, mm. they sing. <laughs> yes, and, and you yeah. know, she's, she's a hero for the transgender community. Yeah. She's a hero of music. She's a hero of comedy. And it was so exciting to sing uh, for her. And I... I am embarrassed to say I did not have the courage to walk up and say hello. I really wish I had, but I just couldn't. I didn't have the courage. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Something that I am afraid of. Mm -hmm. Heroes. No. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So that was Rule 34. It was amazing. It was so much fun. We'll do our best to find uh, some videos and share them. Then, Mm -hmm. the future. What does the future hold? Uh, Well, the near future is a pendulum party. That's right. Next, um, not this coming Friday, uh, but Feb- the next, the February twenty third, yeah. Pendulum Party. We are selling out pretty well. Yeah, um, that's exciting. That's fucking mm-hmm. awesome, actually. So, yeah. And if we're looking a little further into the future, June, mid June, fourteenth to seventeenth is Sexpo in Sydney. That's right. And uh, we're going to be presenting with Miss Jiff uh, for Sex Ed in the City. Yeah. We're going to have a number of presentations there. We're going to do a couple of different topics depending on time of day. Uh, so if you're around Sydney that weekend, you want to come out to Sexpo, listen to a talk, just say hi. We'll be wandering around most of the time. Yep. Let us know. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, that's. I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be at the new convention center. Yeah. We've got five talks mm-hmm. going on, so it's going to be... Uh, they're shorter this time. They're, yeah, they they're 30-minute talks. Typically, they've been an hour, so now they've shortened it to 30 minutes to kind of work better staging-wise, which is good. Yes. Um, so, But it, it does mean that, you know, we just can't ramble on as much. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I would... I'm hoping to record... Uh-huh. A couple of those, just so we can yeah. again send them up as podcast extras or something like that. Uh, we've got some stuff, like I said, in the in the pipes for y'all. Yep. Um, so stay tuned. BTW, the website is now back up, thanks in part to the sexiest IT man on earth. You've heard him on this podcast, Mister Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, we love him. He's he is great. very sexy. Um, he is in my phone contacts as sexy IT guy. So. <laughs> Yeah, he, the sexiest IT guy I've ever met. Thank, thank him for for getting the podcast or the website back up. We are working diligently on that pe- uh, that website to make it better for y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, is that everything we've got? Is that all of our housekeeping at the moment? Yes, yeah, we just we got tons of shit to housekeep, don't we? No, yeah. yeah. <sighs> awesome. So, all right. <laughs> How you doing? Mm-hmm. So what are we going to talk about? Do you know? I have no idea. You are in control of this podcast I told tonight. you what we were going to do. I know, but I'm a boy and I don't listen. Okay. So we're going to talk about <laughs> mistakes that are made in the bedroom. Oh, yes. Like not listening to your partner. <laughs> well, that kind of starts outside the bedroom, but it does translate into the bedroom. See? So yeah. There you go. Do you want to talk about that one more? <laughs> I know it's a flaw of mine. And it's, and it's one of those things, it's really funny and I, I, I might ramble on for a second, but... I really do listen to you, uh-huh. and I I hear you. It just doesn't stick in my brain sometimes, and I don't know why. You hear, you just don't care. Is that it? Maybe that's <laughs> it. Because, like, I think it was one of those things, especially for the subject matter tonight. Like, when you told me what it was, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great subject matter, and I like that. But I also know that you've got it sort of planned, and you've got notes written down over there. So mm-hmm. that means that I can trust that you are going to drive that yeah. you've got it under control and I don't really have to spare brain cells mm-hmm. you know either one of them uh, I drink a lot 
<laughs> um, but you know, I don't have a lot of brain cells to, to spare. Mm-hmm. That's my excuse. I don't know if it's a shitty excuse, but whatever. It's fair enough. Yeah. There's times I don't listen to you either. Whew, thank God. Or I just don't remember. And see, that's my thing. It's, yeah. I wonder, it's like, was I not listening or do I just not remember? Yeah. I'm not sure which is worse. Yeah, I don't know either. I think not listening is worse. Probably because then that's an active thing. Yeah, I'm actively yeah. not re- listening. Of course, I guess arguably I'm actively not remembering, but yeah, I don't know. Chicken I'm, or the egg? Um, is the chicken fried? <laughs> if you made it, it is. Yeah, then okay. chicken. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, so mistakes we make. Uh-huh. Um, are we looking at specifically the bedroom? Um, mostly. Okay. Mostly the bedroom. Okay. Yeah. Not stretching. We'll the see older where it goes. you get, ladies and gentlemen, the more you should stretch before <laughs> yeah. you before you get in, into bed. Mm-hmm. Well, the first one that I have is uh, something that Mr. Adam is not always the best at, but he's getting better. Oh no! Not asking for what you want. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So funny you should say because that because your partner <laughs> is not a mind reader. That's true. That's true. Um, that's hard. It's very hard mm-hmm. for me because I feel like I shouldn't ask for what I want. And I think we've covered this before on previous podcasts. I feel like I shouldn't ask for what I want because maybe for some reason I don't deserve it. Or maybe for some reason I haven't, you know, I see it as almost an investment. You know, mm-hmm. I put, I put something into my God, this, I, I'm now <laughs> listening to what I'm fucking saying. I put something into you and then I get something out of you. <laughs> and that's what felching is. <laughs> God damn it. I'm 13 minutes into this podcast and I'm already not listening to myself. So maybe it is an active listening thing. I don't active listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, but you know what I mean. I, I feel like I invest something into you and, and then, I, you know, that I haven't invested enough, yeah. that I haven't given you enough attention to feel like I can ask for what I want. You just don't feel that. like you deserve it. Yeah, I don't feel like it's a, ba- yeah. it's, it's, it's a, a balance issue. But at the same time, you you do deserve it. You know, whatever, you deserve to have a good time and enjoy it and, and have whatever you want, within reason. Um, <laughs> or a puppy. Give me a puppy. Not to have sex Not with. in the bedroom. <laughs> just to cuddle and sleep. Um, but yeah, you do. And, and at the same time, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a mind reader. And so if you don't ask for it then I don't know that that's what you want. I know. Or maybe that that's not what you want at that moment because what you want can change from time to time. Yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, and, and, and you're, you're right, but still, it's so difficult. And I think it's difficult for everybody. So I'm thinking back to this past Sunday when we, had the, the, when we were at the uh, Sydney, Queer, uh, Sydney Queer Erotic Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, one, of the, one of the exercises that we did was everybody stands in a circle, and we had two circles, I should say, um, um, one inside the other. Mm-hmm. And so you start out looking at your partner, and it's a lot of breathing and breathing together with your partner and looking deeply into their eyes. Uh, and then we did the inner circle rotates you know, to the left. So now you've got a new partner Mm -hmm. and so you're breathing with them. And then it was like, may I touch, you know, may I put my hand on your chest? And then, you know, so it's so that you are connecting with a new person. And so every so often you switch and you rotate again. One of the things you had to do was ask a new partner, 
you know, may I, will you, will you do something for me or do mm-hmm. something to me? And it was, it was meant to be innocuous. Like, um, will you put your hands on my shoulders or will you put your hands on my stomach and stuff like that? Even that was hard for me. But mm-hmm. I thought as I was doing it, it's like, oh, this is actually really good for me. Cause yeah. you know, even asking for something that mundane, mundane was yeah. great. And then we split off into groups and we had we're groups of four. This was so, this was probably the most difficult kind of thing of like this that I've ever done. So you're in a group of four and the goal is for two minutes or four minutes? Four minutes. For four minutes. You request what you want from these three people Mm -hmm. and they're willing or they're able to say, no, I'm not comfortable doing that. But so like the first, the first girl went in our group and she was like, I want somebody to hug me from behind. I want somebody to uh, lightly stroke my legs and I want somebody to give me a scalp massage. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And so all of us agreed that we were comfortable doing that. And mm-hmm. so then, you know, I hugged her from behind. We were sitting on the ground and I hugged her from behind. Lady was massaging her hair and her head and uh, gentleman, another gentleman was stroking her legs. Then it's my turn. And I'm like... Like, I, it was just hard. It was hard to, to verbalize what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I managed to do it, um, and I got somebody to massage my hands, uh, somebody to pull on my arms. Don't ask. I just like the, the pulling on the arms. And somebody to massage my ears, which I like my ears being played with. And mm-hmm. so that was really nice. It was a lot of fun. So, See, and if you hadn't asked for it, you would not have gotten that. I know, and I'm very glad yeah. to have asked for that. I, I really am. Uh, and I'm going to be honest, I really wished that we had had a couple more sessions with that one young lady because I would have said, hey, want to catch up for a coffee sometime? Because <laughs> I almost had enough courage to do that at that point. But alas, much like Jordan, I didn't talk to her either. No. Sad face. I think I'm shy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no words. You almost, you almost <laughs> spit wine on the microphone. Maybe I am shy. All right. All right. I've always been shy. Is, is shy different than... I'm shy. Is shy different than introverted? Yes. Okay. I am not Because you're not an introvert. No. No. I lack confidence. Which I know most fuckers don't believe that either, but it's... <laughs> Hell, y'all. All right. Next, talk about you. What about you? What's, uh, I mean, do you always ask for what you want? Not always. Uh, most of the time, yeah, I'm, I'm not shy. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will ask for what I want most of the time. If I don't, it's usually because there's some, you know, ultra logical part of my brain that says it's 245 we're at the swingers club we don't have time to do that so I'm not going to even go down that path um but if it's if it's something that that I want from a partner or partners in the bedroom then generally generally I'll ask for it and I think a good example was this past weekend uh we had the gentleman over and Earlier in the week, I really wanted to, I needed some, some paddling and flogging time and stuff like that. And so I asked him, because we hadn't done that with him yet, and I asked him, you know, how would he feel about that? Is that something he'd be interested in? Um, and if, if not, then, you know, I mean, I've, I knew that you would be, but still I wanted to give him an opportunity, and he was immediately on board. Um, but, you know, it's like I, I feel like this is something that I need, I want at this moment, and, you know, are you willing to help me with that? Yeah. And because, you I mean, everybody's completely free to say no. If, you know, I can ask, that doesn't mean that they have to do it. Yeah. 
as a side note, I think we should get him back on so that the three of us could discuss that night because mm-hmm. that ranks up there, I think, in my top ten nights ever of sex. It was a really good it was night. Yeah. Fucking crazy. But yeah. I, I, I would like to get his ideas of what he thought yeah. at the same time. Anyway, so are you more likely to not ask for what you want with me or with a stranger? I would say probably with a stranger because um, there are times as well, especially if it's somebody that is a new partner or fairly new partner and we're still exploring boundaries and limits and what's okay, what they like as well, then I may hold back a bit because I don't want to push too far because I know that sometimes I can be a little too strong. Interesting. Um, so I do sometimes hold back a bit in that respect. Um, and, and that would really be the only time that I'm not going to completely ask for what I want is if I feel like it may push someone a little too far out of their comfort zone. Cause I like to push people a bit out of their comfort zone or at least the push the boundaries a bit, but I don't want to push so far that I push them away. So sometimes, yes, I, I do, but I'm much more likely to do that with someone that is n- not a, reg- a regular partner. With okay. you, I'm, I'll ask. I say, you tend yeah. to say exactly what yeah. you want with me. Yeah. Um, which I like. I appreciate that. Because I, I also know where our boundaries and limits are, and I know what's acceptable and what's not. And it's really so. interesting, too, because I know logically then that would mean that I should, you know, you're willing to ask for exactly what you want, so mm-hmm. ipso facto, I should be able to ask for what I want. But still, my brain doesn't work that no. way. There's a, there is a disconnect there, which... I would be disappointed if you didn't ask for what you want, mm-hmm. but I still don't feel like I should be able to ask for it. I know it. You, you know, I just, just rolled my eyes. I was going to say, you just yeah. rolled your eyes. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's fine because I kind of agree, but still, that's yeah. for me, that's one of those things that's almost like my sexuality. I can't mm-hmm. change that. That's just sort, sort of who I am. I can work on it. I was going to say, I, I will accept that you feel that way, but I don't think that you should. Yeah, and I agree. I'll agree yeah. that I shouldn't, but... It's hard to do that in the heat of the moment yeah. as well. Yeah. So, and most, I'm getting better. Mm, you are. Um, you really are. I'm trying. Slow yeah. and steady. 20 more years, uh-huh. and I'll be like, <laughs> come here, woman. <laughs> Take your teeth out. <laughs> I don't know why I talk like a, a, a 1909 gold miner. Uh, <laughs> it's that Kentucky upbringing. Yeah. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Anyway, so what else? What else do we have? What else? What other common mistakes do uh, we and others make? The next one on my list is faking orgasms. Have you ever faked an orgasm? No. You've never had to. People look at you get orgasms on the bus. True or false? Have you ever had an orgasm, no matter how small, not necessarily a big squirting orgasm, while riding either a Sydney bus or train? Yes. You have had one. Yes. Yeah. Bus, not train. Yeah. Apparently I need to choose different trains. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah, so there you go, folks. Yeah. You heard it here first. Um, well, but my I've, wife gets off on Sydney transport. <laughs> not always. Only the buses that have, like, the really tug-a-lug, like, transmission systems and you sit in the right spot and, yeah. Do you aim for those seats? Well, not generally, but sometimes it happens. And if I have my backpack on for work, then uh-huh. I sit closer to the front of the seat because it's behind me. Oh, yeah. So then, yeah, that puts you right on the edge. It's just really nice. Yeah. Do people know around you? Do they have? You think they have any idea what's going on? I don't think so. On? Well, I okay. doubt it. That's awesome. I love it. 
<laughs> that makes me happy. Everybody's in their own little world. They don't really pay that much attention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, I have faked one orgasm my entire life. Yeah? The first time I had sex with a man. Really? Yeah. I was so nervous. I had so much issue, and I was topping. And yeah. I had a condom on so I could fake it and then quickly mm. take it off and run away. Never again. <laughs> yeah, I don't... <sighs> I know that some people will say that it's okay in certain situations to preserve people's feelings, their egos, whatever, but I don't like it just because then not only are you not true to yourself, but you're not, then your partner, and I guess it depends if it's a regular partner or a one-off kind of thing. I mean, one-off maybe doesn't matter so much, but if it's a regular partner, then you're almost validating that whatever just happened was good. that was good yeah. and they're going to try and do it again and if it didn't do it for you why you don't want to do that again yeah. you know and and there are times where I mean while I do tend to orgasm easily there are times that it is harder or it may be like this isn't really doing it for me and so we might need to change positions but again that goes back to asking for what you want yeah. as well so like you know it all, I guess, ultimately, all of this ties in together. Um, but yeah, I think that if you fake an orgasm, unless there's a, a good reason or it is just a one-off, and you're like, I just want to get out of here, let's do this kind of thing, um, which then you shouldn't be in the situation. But whatever. Um, <laughs> I would agree with that. But yeah, it's, you're you're just validating that whatever scenario just happened was was good, and that that did it for you. But it it didn't, and yeah. I just don't think that's a good situation. I tend to agree. I think exactly what you said. So the if you the the more commonly you fake an orgasm with an existing partner, the worse it you, the less likely you will ever have an orgasm hmm. with said existing partner because they think what they're doing works. Yeah. And I know with you and I that I know what works. And so if my goal is to have is for you to come, I know how to do that. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to focus on. And then I'm like, okay, now now it's my turn or yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I need a topic of wine. Okay. Oh. I, I could take one Whoop. as well. Holy shit. That's why we don't throw things. Nope. Uh, so the next one that I have on the list is also one that you're getting better with. <laughs> uh, overthinking. Because how many times... You know, why do I feel like <laughs> these are all my problems? No, actually, after <laughs> See, this... See, that was overthinking right there. Yeah, I'll say after this, it's actually... There's nothing else that you do. Um, but yeah, overthinking, because it's it's so easy to go in the bedroom, especially with everything going on in our lives and, and world pressures, family pressures, everything. And you can either get sidetracked completely by other things going on in life. You can be so focused on your partner and think, oh gosh, we haven't had as much time lately together. Is this going to be good enough? Are we going to enjoy it? Nope. Da, da, da. And I want to, I want to make it last longer because yeah. we haven't had enough time. So we need to draw it out. Yeah. We need to, yeah. You know, am I doing the right things? Am I wearing the right things? And you just really start all the little details nitpicking and then, then you don't actually get to enjoy yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't overthink like that, but I do overthink uh, you're not you're not as bad in the bedroom at overthinking. No, I overthink everything. You're else. more about like out in the world. Um, I will yeah. say, like at, at the clubs, I overthink, mm. and uh, oftentimes that will prevent me from playing. Is mm. overthinking, uh, and it is very much one of those things. If I see a couple who's been talking to another couple for an extended amount of time, I feel like, oh, right, well, look, that that couple, they're 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 melding or they're meshing well together. I don't want to get in the way of that. So if that one of those couples comes and talks to us, I don't want to be the one that 
you know, pushes in mm-hmm. and takes another couple's sp- uh, space or position. It's, yeah, or, or I, maybe I compare myself to the male or female and think, oh, well, I don't. You, you don't know, measure up. I don't measure up. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not big enough. I'm, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, so I will agree with that. I do definitely overthink in mm-hmm. a group play situation. And oftentimes that affects the quality of play. Right. Which is, you know, you look at even for me, like it doesn't, it's not fun play Mm -hmm. until the third or fourth time that we're playing with people. Because that's only when I start not overthinking it. Right. Is the first few times I'm constantly, you know, measuring up and and critiquing pretty harshly myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So fine. You are pretty hard on yourself. I am, but that's how we grow. That's true. Very true. So you don't overthink at all? Um, I'm not going to say that I don't at all. Not near as much as you do. Uh, but there are times at the club, like you said, and, and it does, I would say, more so at the club. In yeah. a one-on-one situation, if we have a date with someone or a couple, then no, I'm pretty good at, at not overthinking that. Um, cause that's those, those times I'm, because it is a much more intimate setting. I'm, I'm very comfortable asking for what I want. Um, also cause it's usually that elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. So yeah. I have seen you be like, all right, let's go get naked. Yeah. Uh, but in the club setting, I will say that I have overthought it, you know, here and there. And that, like you said, if you see some couples talking together, even a group of couples together, and there might be someone that we're interested in, but you don't necessarily, I'm going to say, quote, unquote, want to barge in. Right. Um, yeah. Especially if they're a very closed group or even down at the bar, if you know that they've been talking to somebody, you know, it's like, well, I may not necessarily want to step on their toes because while we're there a lot, not everybody goes as often as we do and we want them to still have a good time. I understand that that's a bit of a fallacy in that there's the big orgy room where you can get group play. It doesn't have to be just two couples. Right. So, you know, it is. And I would say that we're pretty good about it. But there are times that especially if I'm not feeling 100 percent or if it is, you know, if there's something else going on where I'm I'm just not like at just not 100%. I don't know how yeah, to not say your, it. What you feel is peak performance. Yeah. Then I'm going to be more likely to be like, well, you know, they're already having fun, so I'm not going to go and, you know, it's it's not going to barge in kind of thing. And I don't want to I don't want to drag them down, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. And if I'm not feeling 100%, well, I'm sure it'll still be good. I don't feel like it would be as good. Yeah. So, um, but I would say one-on-one, I do pretty well at not overthinking. So I'm curious, but, too, like, all right. Uh, let's say you have a new partner. It is yeah. one-on-one okay. or a, a couple and, a, and us, mm-hmm. you know, two-on-two, whatever. Mm-hmm. So do you ever think, like, if you're going down on a guy, are my blowjob skills better or worse than hers or his or whatever? Do you ever think stuff like that? Or do you ever wonder, like, I don't know, do you ever worry, like, am I going to be able to orgasm? Is this going to be the one time that I can't orgasm? Or So I never worry about that. Um because I know that no matter what, I'm going to have a good time. Even if I don't orgasm, then I'll still have a good time. Um, I will say that, yes, on the blowjob skills thing, um, I mean, it's always a concern. You know, it's always, whenever you're going down with someone, there's always that thought of, is it good enough? Is it what they like? Because everybody likes something a little bit different. Yeah. And, you know, if you, if you watch... 10 guys masturbate, they're all going to masturbate slightly differently. And so it, it is a bit of, especially the first time you're going down on someone, 
kind of discovering what is it that they like more and don't like as much. Um, if it is somebody that we've had a lot of previous interactions with, so maybe we've gone out to dinner, we've seen them a time or two before we play, or, or even more sometimes, and I feel like there's a lot more um, conversation that can be had, then I'll even stop sometimes and say, does this feel okay? Yeah, or, and I've heard you say that. Yeah, or Do you is, like this? Yeah, is this do you good? like this? Yeah. Because How can I make it better? Yeah, because I want to know if it's... Because I do understand that most people won't ask for something different, especially in the middle of play. And if it can be better or if you don't like what I'm doing, I would rather know at that point than at the end of the night and we'd be like, oh, yeah, I actually didn't really like that. Why did I do that for an hour? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. So if it is somebody that I'm very comfortable with and we do have that really good rapport, then I'll ask them in the middle of it. But there is always that self-doubt as to, you know, are my oral skills as good as whoever's or good enough compared to some unknown person, whatever. Um, but at the same time, it's it's what I've got. And as long as I'm having fun with it and enthusiastic, then they're probably going to have fun with it too. Yeah, I would tend to agree. It's, it's interesting because you were talking about not asking for what you want. That is the one time that I'm getting much better about asking for what I want is mm-hmm. when somebody who is not you goes down on me. Mm. Because I will say, almost as a blanket statement, and I'm, I don't think it's me. I think that this is going to be a truth for most men that most women and or men, whoever is going down on you, don't fully understand. Because, and, I, and I'll explain why in a second, but people are, tend to be too gentle. Mm. They're, it's like they're afraid of the penis. Like, when guys masturbate, you've seen me masturbate. It's like, and you've seen other partner, male partners. It's, yeah, it's like you're trying to rip that thing off. You know, <laughs> granted, it's not for everybody. You know, yeah. Some people like something different, and that's not always like that. But when, you're, when you want to come, yeah. or you are pretty rough with yourself. Uh, and and I find in most, in most oral situations... It, that's it's the exact same thing. Men are much more delicate than mm-hmm. women, which I think is interesting. And but women themselves are pretty delicate and sort of not. It's not like they're afraid of it, but they're afraid of maybe hurting you, maybe kind yeah. of thing. And I have said, and I hate the phrasing, but as there's no better way to describe what you want, like just suck me harder yeah. or yeah. do it harder, you know. And the reason I think that most men feel this way, that that's what they want, is when I go down on part, their partners, you know, I do it the way I do it, which is pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the response I get is always, nine times out of ten, very positive. Why do you think that most guys are a little are more gentle than the women? Because they know what it feels like. So it seems like you would have a leg up, an advantage to that. I still think it's the new kitten syndrome because uh, a lot of the guys that we've played with are relatively new right. playing, experiencing their bisexuality. Sure. And I think it's one of those things that when you ha- when somebody hands you a kitten, you're really gentle with that kitten. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh. Until you find out it's psycho kitten. Yeah, exactly. Until you find out it's <laughs> psycho kitten. Or, you know, but it's, it's when you're handed something that you've never or that is new or delicate or perceived as delicate, yeah. uh, you know. Because we've all had those moments with, and I, I'll use a cat again, and I do, I'm do i not abusive of animals, but I have had moments where the cat kind of goes apeshit crazy, and mm-hmm. I think we've all had that where you're holding a kitten, and it suddenly goes apeshit crazy, and you're like, ah, and you drop it, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, I've just killed a cat, and it just sort of walks away. It's absolutely fine. You know, you they're, they're more resilient, I think, like penises. 
<laughs> so the moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen, is kittens are like penises. They're more resilient than you might think they are, and they have claws. Wow. Oh, and the hairless Just... ones are both creepy and kind of nice. What? I was going back to the claws comment, but we'll oh. just we'll skip over that one for now. <laughs> <laughs> they both hack up hairballs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't shake your bad, head. Bad, bad. All right, moving on. Uh, so yeah, the next one I've got is not initiating sex. Oh my god, that's so true. Uh, yes, I've mm-hmm. been with partners who I was always, always the person to initiate sex. Mm -hmm. And I cannot tell you how bad that feels. After a while, you're like, do they really want it? They're only doing it because I want it. Right. And then you're like, well, I'm just not going to initiate sex and see if they do. And it becomes that stubborn challenge. And then nobody does. And then nobody's getting sex. And you're both just angry. And the next thing you know, you've not had sex for a year. Yeah. Yeah, It sucks. Yeah. Uh, That's, that would be advice that I would give new couples, Mm -hmm. uh, old couples, anybody that it doesn't have to be 50 50. No. But if, if, if one partner is always the one initiating sex, that one partner is going to start to feel really bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Yeah. And I w- Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Put a caveat on that, in that, or an, an not a caveat because that's not an out, but an extra, an uh, addition to that, which is, you know, kissing is extremely important. Yes. Uh, in, in I'm going to say in any relationship. Again, it's, you know, you know, not everybody likes to big into kissing, but again, with previous partners, I can remember going, we would have sex a hundred times and never once kiss, and for me that was it was horrific. And yeah. I, then I started th- thinking it was me, and you were the one that, that broke I'm me. I'm a of bad that. kisser. I have yeah. bad breath. Yes, or exactly. Something. I started yeah. mass again going back a few steps back to overthinking. I know I massively overthought that, and you were the one that broke me of that because I was like, she always wants to kiss me, mm-hmm. so I must have some. There's, I'm not terrible. I'm not bad. Mm-hmm. And so that's something else that I would add to that is, you know, make sure that it's an equal, equal portion of play. Yeah. And that you're equally trying to initiate play. Well, kissing kind of goes into the next one I have. Oh, I'm jumping ahead. Skipping foreplay. Foreplay is so important. Yeah, because some and, and I, there are times where you just want a quick one. You're like, okay, let's just you Absolutely. know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, great. But at the same time, if you're looking at maintaining a relationship long term, 
foreplay is so important. Yes. It really builds that suspense and it builds intimacy. Keeps that yeah, I was gonna say keeps the intimacy going. You know, and we've talked about it before. Foreplay is not something that happens in the fifteen minutes before sex. Mm-mm. Foreplay is something that happens if you're gonna have sex in the evening. It starts that morning. Foreplay is so important. Yeah. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. And and foreplay isn't just kissing. It's things as small as holding hands. It's remembering that you can take off a bra with one hand. <laughs> you know, that's sometimes part of the fun is undressing yeah. your partner. And that's, yeah, don't, and I know a lot of our listeners have children, but that doesn't mean that you can't put the kids to bed, lock the door, or go out and you know, have get a babysitter, and, get a babysitter, and make out in the car. You know, it's it doesn't have to end up as, with sex. Yeah. Foreplay doesn't have to end in sex. Yeah. I remember yeah. my parents, um, not you know, not gross foreplay, but you know, they would definitely. My mom would be washing the dishes. My dad would come up behind my mom and air quotes, help wash the dishes, which meant he would always try to take the rag from her while she's washing the uh-huh. dishes, and, which ended up in one or both of them getting splashed. And I can remember multiple times that my mom would take the, the little sprayer mm-hmm. hose uh, and spray my dad with it, you know, and that was... But it's that playfulness. It was it's, that playfulness, yeah. and that's that's foreplay as well. Yeah. And I think it's really important to not let that leak out of your relationship because it's so yeah. easy to do. And if you do have kids, it's good for the kids to see that. I, and, I still, that's and, one of those yeah. memories of my parents that I will never forget. And just watching them love each other mm-hmm. while washing the fucking dishes. I mean, <laughs> which, again, yeah, that's weird. But I can still remember what they were wearing. It's bizarre, the things. Yeah. And I was probably eight, nine, ten, somewhere in those formative years of what love is supposed to mm-hmm. really look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay. Are you ready? Are you ready for the next one? Sure. This is one that I think we are all guilty of. Worrying too much about your looks Mm -hmm. and body image Mm -hmm. issues and being too self-conscious. Yeah. We've all been there. Still there. Yeah. Yeah. The mirror is a fucking liar. (laughs) You keep saying that. I do, because it's applicable. And I keep saying it because I'm trying to convince myself that it's the truth. And, And ultimately, I mean... By the time you get someone to the bedroom, they're interested enough to <laughs> you have. You already got them there. I was gonna say they're interested enough to have sex with you, and especially once you're naked, it doesn't matter. They're not gonna see the same flaws you do. They're not worried about that. They're not focused on if your thighs are too big or whatever. That doesn't matter. That's not important. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add to that too with long-term relationships with. You know, we're talking a lot about new relationships as well, but I think we should really focus on long-term relationships because, again, mm-hmm. I've had partners who didn't ever, like long-term partners, who didn't want to have sex with the lights on yeah, or who didn't want to have sex outside of the bedroom or who didn't want to have sex outside of the covers. Mm-hmm. We were always under the covers. Uh, always hiding. Always at night. Yeah. Always in the dark. And and it was it had to do with body image issues, mm-hmm. and that sucks. It's so much pressure to put on yourself. Your partner loves you, yeah. Or if they don't love you, they really, 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 really like you. So yeah, it's it's one of those things that you. I, I know, and you're right because I do the same thing. We've all done it. 
and we still do. We will continue to, maybe not all the time, but it will creep in from time to time. I think it's funny, and I think that most people will disagree with me on this, but I promise you, if you instate this, it does help because this is what helped me. And I know I'm better with my own body image since we went to... Passion in Paradise yeah. last no last October mm-hmm. than I was before. And what have we done differently? We are naked more often in this house. We are naked more often in this in this house than not. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, if you have kids, cart them away to the grandparents, the cousins, the the aunts and uncles for a weekend and spend a full day if you can. And if you can't, a, you know, six four to six hours a day yeah. naked. The more time I spend naked, the more comfortable I am with myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's something that has helped so much for me. And I would have never believed it had we not started doing it. But there's many times that we'll walk in the door. I, I love see. I love when you come home from work and I'm sitting here at the <laughs> dining table or on the couch working still. And you walk in the door and it is literally like watching a creature shed its skin like dress will come off or skirt will drop then shirt will come off and bra and it's like you just sort of leave a trail yeah uh, and next thing you know you're either just wearing your panties or you're wearing nothing yeah and it's yeah and I do the exact same thing I I, I know that I walk in the first thing that comes off is the pants mm-hmm. like pants are off and I might be walking around in a t-shirt and shorts or, or underwear mm-hmm. but yeah it's it is true that the more time that you spend naked the more comfortable you are with it and if even if you just start being naked by yourself and then maybe with your partner and then you know before moving into with other people but just that little by little it's it's still you you learn to at least for me I learned to accept my flaws a bit more because it's you know there is also a I have these flaws my perceived flaws somebody else may not see them but what can I do about them? Either nothing, or I'm not willing to put the effort in. So <laughs> effectively nothing. And it's okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I'm happy with who I am. And that's I think that's important as well. If you're going to the gym and you're trying to perfect yourself and get it better, then yeah, good on you. But I think that I'm talking to the people like us who yeah. are fucking lazy. Um, don't go to the gym. We we Active, but not... Yeah, yeah. we're, we're yeah. very active. We're a very active couple. Yeah. We don't... We don't watch what we eat, but at the same time, Not I've, had, I've had McDonald's twice in the past three years. Yeah. So it's, we're not... Moderation. We're, yeah. We're, <laughs> but, you know, spend time, spend time naked. That mm-hmm. is my advice and challenge to all of our listeners is to, you know, on your weekend day or yeah. hell, let the kids go to school. Yep. Call in sick. Chuck a sickie. Yep. Uh, and, and stay naked the full day. Watch TV naked. It's fun. Mm-hmm. If you cook naked, I will warn you, do not make bacon. Don't fry Don't foods fry without foods. an apron. <laughs> put on an apron. That's yeah. right. So, yeah. You don't Personal to, experience You don't there. have to get fully dressed, but at least put on an apron. I scalded my wee-wee once with bacon. <laughs> it was bad. And is that where that scar came from? I know. <laughs> I lick it all the time. You do, and it probably still tastes of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, bacon, bacon dick. Bacon dick. <laughs> That's my new nickname. That's the uh, next t-shirt we have. The first one will be hashtag porn mosh pit. Porno mosh pit. Porno mosh pit. The second one will be hashtag bacon dick. Love it. <laughs> Me too. If only you could have bacon dick in the porno mosh pit. You probably could. Yeah. Yeah. Only if you're in there. Salty and smoked. <laughs> mm. What else we got? 
so the next one on the list is not showing how enjoyable of a time you're having. Oh, so this reminds me of a of a thing I was reading not too long ago. Uh, you know how Reddit does the you know, these are my complaints about my partner kind of thing or complaints about the worst partners I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Anyway, one young lady was talking about her boyfriend who he was he would wear a condom for protection, mm-hmm. but she never knew where he was because he was always silent. So he would oh. orgasm and she would never know it was coming up. It was just suddenly sex was over. Yeah. Because he never made a sound. And, you know, they broke up, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, I would... Highly encourage people to be a little more vocal. You can yeah. at least grunt a little. Well, as I was gonna say, yeah, vocal and just you don't have to be a screamer. Even in even in facial expressions, your actions. You know, you you want to know that you're pleasing your partner, and how do you receive that? Is is usually vocal, visual, by touches. Yeah. Um, you know, if they grab on really hard, you know that you're doing something right. <laughs> or really wrong. Yeah, and so <laughs> vice versa. You know, yeah. reciprocate for them. I would agree. And, and just have a good time and show that you're having a good time. Communication isn't yeah. always verbal. No. But it does help to be a little verbal. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, you can give your, like, pirate O-face. Yar! Oh, yar! <laughs> <laughs> Feel me plank. No? No. Yeah. Walk. Walk shiver me timbers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like my pirate O-face? Wow, that's a scary O-face, actually. Yeah. Yeah, especially wait, with the hook in front. Wait, do you feel me? Oh, you like this hook. I do like that hook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot deny that. See? Mm-hmm. Yar. <laughs> I got me peg dildo down here <laughs> and me G-spot hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to know how I lost this eye, but behind the patch is a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that's the best pirate ever. Yeah, see? Yeah. Sexy yeah. pirate. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just wonder how you get behind the glory hole. It that that's never cleaned out. <laughs> yeah, that's why my mind. There's got to so, be a drain somewhere, that, right? That that glory hole I, is why I have such a dirty mind. Uh-huh. Oh, bad! That's so bad. <laughs> oh God. There you go. All right, let's give up on the pirate. Okay. Are you ready for the next one? Sure. You told me to give up on pirates, so I gotta uh-huh. move on. Being too serious. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem we have. You know, but it's true. We've had we've talked to friends who mm-hmm. like sex is almost like a business interview. Yeah, like, you have to do everything just right, clean sheets. You know, you have to. Yeah, you know. it, there's a process to go through to get there, and when you have to go through a checklist just to get to the, your partner into bed to have sex with them. You kind of lose a bit of the spark and the romance yeah, there. Yeah, and I'm going to guess that I'm jumping ahead on something that you have down. That's fine. But in in that, I would also include, you know, we've had friends um, that they have to have a shower before they have mm-hmm. sex. I've had partners like that. You could not go down on them unless they had just gotten out of the shower. And when I say just gotten out of the shower, I mean, like, we were just finishing toweling off, and then we would jump into bed so mm-hmm. that I could go down on them. Look, I'm going to be. I'm going to say this as a flat statement. If I go down on you and it's not a pleasant experience, I'm going to come back. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change. I'm still. We're still going to have sex. Yeah. It's not going to change how how. It the might whole, change the amount of oral, but yeah, it yeah. might change the amount of oral that you experience. But 
that's I think that's probably okay for you. Yeah. Um, but as long as you're reasonably clean, I mean, come on. But I yeah. count that into that too serious kind of thing, you yeah. know, where you you have to you like you said, you have to go through a checklist, and that mm-hmm. checklist has to be you know clean sheets, and you know the lights have to be off, and you better have showered within the last ten minutes. And also, not just I would say not not only being too serious to even get there, but also once you're having sex. I mean, it's supposed to be fun. Have fun with it. If you, if something happens, if there's a, a mistake that happens or something doesn't go 100% the way you thought it would, laugh about it, giggle, move on, you know? I mean, it's, again, you're there to have fun. And the number of times that we end up not only laughing a little bit, but sometimes hysterical <laughs> fits of laughter to where we have to stop having sex yeah. because of something that's happened... It's part of it, and that just really adds to it. It adds to that intimacy. I, I agree, and it's funny because you've been so much better for me than than anything else for that. In that, I have a bad habit. We've talked about this before. I have a bad habit of, of scripting things out in my head. Yeah. And as things go, on, it's really funny and unfortunate in that I have the script, but I am apparently very greedy with that, mm-hmm. and I don't give the script to other people. So when they miss their lines or miss their cues, then I tend to freak out, and I don't know how to improvise mm-hmm. from that. But I have gotten so much better. I used to be, 10 years ago, me was terrible about that. And I would completely shut down. Would I can remember stopping sex because things weren't going the way I was expecting them to go. Yeah. Now, I sort of just fucking roll with it. Yeah. And I, I and would say you. that this as well kind of, I'm going to blend the next one in with this one. Um, the next one is, is not talking about or expressing fantasies. And we'll touch on that a bit more momentarily. But part of that can be the, the fear of, you know, not only is it something my partner wants to do, et cetera, but it's out, you know, it may be out of your comfort zone. Like if my fantasy is to role play something, I've never done that before. I'm not comfortable with that. And, and so you think, and this is, I'm going to say largely due to porn, is that if you try something the first time, you have to be 100% like great at it. And that's not always the case. I mean, the times that we've tried something new, and it may work or it may not, and either way, if it doesn't, you just, you, you can laugh about it. You can giggle and say, okay, that wasn't as good as it could be, but I'm, that doesn't mean we're not going to do it again. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just kind of... Being able to take a step back and and just enjoy what you're doing. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be scripted out. You're not producing a professional porn movie. It's, you know. You know, it's funny because I'm going to nerd out here for just a second. You know, compare SpaceX, the SpaceX program. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, they, if, if SpaceX took all of their cues from Star Trek, Star Wars, and other space movies, then... After their first explosion or the mislanded uh, mislanded uh, rocket that they had, they would have given up. But you, you keep going at it, you keep yeah. trying at it, and now you have a Tesla in space. Yeah, which I realize is a bit of a stretch, but <laughs> I get that. But yeah. but still, the the fundamental idea is still there mm-hmm. that. The first few times you try something, you may have a massive failure. Yeah. But you communicate about it, you go back, you may re- do a little more research, you may tweak the way you've, you're doing things, and the next thing or you know... What if we do this instead of yeah. that, or, yeah. And the next thing you know, you may have the largest rocket ever to go into space, or the best sex you've ever had in your entire life. Yeah. So, 
you know, given the choice, I think I'd pick the sex, but rockets yeah. are cool too. Yeah, they're cool too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think that's important to, like mm-hmm. you said, you have that communication and then you... Yeah. yeah. And then and touching on the fantasies as well, um, you know, as, it, it can be difficult to bring up a, a fantasy or something different that you want in the bedroom or even even if it's something outside of the bedroom that may lead to play, it can be difficult, especially if you have a long-term partner, um, because, and, and I've been there in the past, is that there's always that fear of, well, well, where, why are you thinking that? Where did that come from? Yeah. And then it's, you know, it, depending on how well that communication is with your partner and and what kind of trust there is, you know, they, they can always then question, well, where are you getting these ideas from? And, and that's scary. Even if they're not going to, you may think that they're going to. Again, it's that scripting things out in your head and not actually living in the, the present and the reality. Yeah. Um, but it, it can also be scary because, like I said, a, a fantasy is something that you, you're, well, I know for me, I'm not necessarily 100% comfortable with. I may be really interested and want this to happen, but I'm not comfortable that I can actually follow through in a, a sexy and erotic way, oh, like it should a, be. Do you have one in your mind? Well, no, not right now. Oh. Don't put me on the spot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Don't fucking put me on the spot. I, um, I mean, yes, ma'am. I mean, no, ma'am. I mean, okay, ma'am. <laughs> but at the same time, again, if you don't try, then you're not going to get good at it. Sorry, so. I just thought that the way you were describing this, you might actually have one in your back pocket. No. So I was like, oh, maybe she's actually trying to tell me that, that she's got one. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Yeah. We're not going to play veterinary, right? And you fix me. See what I did there? No? Okay. No. We can fix that in post. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so as well, getting too comfortable in the bedroom. Yeah. I mean, this happens easily. Are we there yet? Are we too comfortable? No. Good. Yay. Woo. No. I yeah. mean, there are those times where, you know, you come home at... Three thirty, four in the morning, and you're like, I really want to have sex, but I'm also really, really tired. Let's just do lazy sex and go to sleep. So, I mean, there's that. I don't um, even count that as sex most of the time. <laughs> most of the time, that's just like mutual masturbation. Yeah, yeah. Um, it may look like sex to normal people, and and actually to some people, they'd be like, Oh my god, you were having crazy ape shit, monkey sex. Uh-huh. But at the time, I think both of us are just like, We're just, we're, let's just do this. We're gonna get off. Let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm tired. We need to sleep. But no, I would say I don't think that we're too comfortable at all because yeah. we do like to keep things fresh and mixed up in the bedroom and do different things and explore. And, and you know, and it doesn't have to be, it's not like every night has to be something different. No, just, no, gosh, no. Yeah. But I, again, drawing on personal experiences, I can remember long-term sex partners that we would have the sex and we would have the sex. I mean, that's actually <laughs> applicable to say it that way. We would have the sex in the same position yeah. uh, every time we had sex. And it was mechanical yeah. is the word I would use. And that doesn't build intimacy. Is is no. mechanical sex doesn't build intimacy. If it's always the same, mm-hmm. there's I don't know, it's it's one of those things if you even if you always drank the same alcohol, I don't think the drunk would be the same. Mm-hmm. Or, or the, the buzz would be the same. So yeah, variety is the spice of life. And building on that as well, limiting sex to just the bedroom. Oh tell me about it. So it kind of follows on that. You know, if you do always have sex in the bedroom, mix it up at some point. I am near certain that if people knew, the people that we have over to our apartment for dinner parties knew what we have done on this table. I'm pretty sure they do. They would not eat off 
I've seen people pick up food off this table and eat it. I'm pretty sure they know, but they also know that I clean it. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, you know, the act is still there. Would you eat off of the, any of the beds at OSS? Um, as long as they have clean sheets on them. You, oh, okay, there you go. Next dinner party? <laughs> Lawrence, we're talking to you, buddy. Orgy room. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to sit around the beds. Oh, my God. And let's take a Last Supper st- in, in, uh, in uh, style picture, uh, you know, of uh-huh. all of us sitting around the table eating. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do we get to have Mr. Crackles spread out oh, over the bed? Holy shit, that. <laughs> now I'm craving Mr. Crackles, and we just ate dinner. Uh-huh. I'm still craving Mr. Crackles. Yeah. Thursday night. Woohoo! Okay. All right, Mr. Crackles on the bed at OSS. <laughs> the best in the game of, room. The best game of Clue ever. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, uh, I would definitely say that. You know, challenge yourself. And I can hear the people now, but we have kids. We can't have sex outside of, of the bedroom. They go to bed at some point, don't they? Yeah, or or they go to school at some yeah. point. Or you do take a shower, right? That's true. Um, yeah. Go in Shower that, sex. Shower sex, even... It's not always great, but it's still good. <laughs> shower sex is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, but bathroom sex is still a thing. Yeah. You know... The t- number of times that we've had sex in the bathroom where you're, we're looking at each other in the mirror is kind of hot. Mm. Uh, yeah, that you, it can be done. It can be done. Where there's a will, there's a way. That's right. You have to make it a priority. Yeah. And the people who say you can't do it, you're just not making it a big enough priority. And I'm going to call you out on that. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. We're getting near the end. Only a few more. Oh, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have not making an effort, which we've kind of touched yeah, on a bit in a lot of that. these. Yeah. Right? It's important to put, you know, invest. It's a, yeah. A it, relationship, any long-term relationship is an investment. And the more you put in, the higher the percentage rate. And, and what we always say, too, one of the things that we've often said to our therapist is that you know you don't buy a car and not do maintenance on it you don't not change the oil and get the brakes done and whatever you always do maintenance on the car why would you not do the same for probably the biggest investment of your life your relationship with your partner yeah and I think it's important to say that because if we've got new listeners who haven't heard us talked to us in the past you know we have done marriage counseling yeah we have done this and it is because both of us have come from relationships that didn't end or have ended, didn't didn't turn out the way we'd hoped they would. Yeah. So, you know, we started, like you said, you know, you don't buy a car and not do any kind of preventive maintenance on it. So, yeah. Just keep it in check. Keep yeah. it in check. Yeah. Um, paying attention to electronics, more attention to electronics in the bedroom. All right. Whether that's phones, iPads, Kindles, TVs. A lot of people have TVs in the bedroom. I am going to say this and I'm not going to have I'm not going to gain fans from this. Mm-hmm. The worst thing you can have in a bedroom is a television. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't often call out my previous marriage, but in my previous marriage my wife and I had a television in the bedroom. That was, I think, one of the worst decisions that she and I ever made. My previous partners, we had TVs in the bedroom as well. And I, when when we split up, both of us actually even talked about it. We're like, we probably shouldn't have had a television in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to know if her, so she's now once again happy um, yeah. and, and, and happily married. I would love to know if they have a television in the bedroom. I'm not, I'm just too much of a coward to ask. I should do it. Anyway, not important. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's one of those things that it is something that's going to take your attention. And yeah. I remember she and I would love to go. We would go like, oh, let's go to bed early. Yeah. And we would be in bed by 8 o'clock, and we had a TiVo hooked up to the TV, and we would watch television. And it was great. And it, it can be good if you're snuggling and things, but then when that's all you do, and you then don't have any further intimacy. And that's exactly what happened yeah. is, you know, you would say, oh, do you want to watch something else? Yeah, let's watch something else. And, and it's you just would, one thing after or, another. Do you want to watch the next episode? And you, yeah. Yeah, let's watch the next episode. <coughs> Excuse me. And it was something that really took the focus away from the bed. So once uh, once I was single again, where what do you mount on a wall that once had a uh, an LCD TV? I had a fireplace. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. Yep. yep. Um, you make the ultimate bachelor pad. I had a ventless fireplace that you put like, um, I don't know. The fuel was hard to get down here. That's why we got rid of it. Yeah. And, and the fuel yeah. was basically what you would put under uh, chafing dishes mm-hmm. at buffets. So you would fill it with that and you'd light it and it was great. Uh, yeah. I loved it. It, it was, was great. romantic to have a fireplace on the wall that, or a fire on the wall. And that was, uh, yeah. that, that won me a lot of points with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, but and and I would say you know, for us personally, I think TVs are the worst offenders. Um, but the same could be said for phones, iPads, anything Kindles, like that. Yeah, you know that it's definitely something that when you lay down, mm-hmm. we try to do it where when when you're in in the bathroom getting ready for bed and I'm in bed, I'm looking at my phone. Yeah, but within. A minute of both of us laying down. I've I've tried to plug my phone up and put it away. Yeah. Uh, then we have sex, or we do whatever we're gonna do. The the intimate cuddling, mm-hmm. whatever we're gonna do, and then once it's clear that both of us are going to sleep, that's when I might pick up my Kindle. If you can't go to sleep, yeah, then, yeah, you know, or or something like that. Yeah, and I tend to agree because in because we do make it a point not to you know not to pull out the phones and things, and I even try because I'm a, I'm. I'm much, very much a night owl, and it's really hard for me to go to bed and go to sleep. And so I'm much more likely to pull out the Kindle and read a bit before I go to sleep. But the problem with that is that then I'll I get you know engrossed in whatever I'm reading, and I'll keep going until three, four a.m. and then not get good sleep, and then be grumpy the next day. So I've tried to be a lot better about putting that away. Yeah. And you know if I if I'm reading it before you come to bed, then that's fine. But then once we're in bed and we're intimate, then I don't pick it back up because otherwise I'm not going to get sleep and then I'm going to be grumpy and then it's bad all around. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've become a lot better at limiting electronics in the bedroom. And we, I would say that both of us were a lot worse about the phones in the States. Oh, man, we were terrible. Because of the work culture. Yeah. Because it was before you go to sleep, you check your work emails, you wake up in the morning, the first thing is work emails, um, and we're a lot, lot better here. Yeah, and so that would be my next challenge to listeners is you don't have to give up the TV in the bedroom. No. But for a week, unplug it. Challenge. Just try Or put limits around it. No. I say unplug it for a week. Yeah, just see if you can do it. Um, You know, not just... And I wouldn't say one or two days because one or two days you're not changing. It's not the start of a habit. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't remember the number of days. People are yelling at me already uh, for the number of days it takes to make a habit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would definitely say just try it for a week and see how that does that change, A, your sleep patterns. Yeah. Does that change 
you best for better or worse? Does it change your your sex patterns? You know, how does it change your your how relationship? does it affect you? Yeah. Because you and I talk a lot. And another thing that I remember about my parents is growing up in a poor farming community in eastern Kentucky, the walls that we had were basically fucking tissue. Mm -hmm. And I can remember that hearing my parents talk to one another because, you know, you didn't have television in the bedroom at the time. So I can remember them talking to each other. Just you couldn't hear exactly what they were saying. You could hear hear murmuring. Um, And they were talking. They were sort of decompressing. They were talking about their days and, you know, maybe talking about me or talking about their relationship. They were talking. uh, And I know that the intimacy that they had is still something that I sort of strive for. And you and I talk so much more in bed Mm -hmm. than any of my previous partners. And it is, it is both, both purposeful talking, you know, when we are going to bed or, you know, pre- sex, post-sex, whatever. But there's also those times where I'll be drifting off to sleep. My brain's still working on something and all of a sudden something comes to me and I just say it out loud and you'll be half asleep and kind of wake up. But then that may spark then further conversation as well. Um, But it is just, it is just having that intimacy and just knowing that you can say whatever you have to say and there's not a TV there to compete with. Because yeah. that's, for me, with my first husband, he always had to go to sleep with the TV on. And so there was always a TV on. And then if that's on, then I'm like, well, I'm not going to talk. There's nothing, you know, he's not paying attention to me. So Well, yeah. my first wife was the same way. We just, I mean, yeah. we talked, but we well, yeah. didn't talk in bed. Right, right. And so, you know, yeah. and I'm one that if the TV's on, I want to focus on the TV. Yep. You know, and I don't like to talk when the TV's on because yeah. I'm one to focus on the story. Yeah. Those writers worked very difficult, <laughs> or very long, difficult, hard lives uh-huh. to, to write quality programming and for to, me. And to make a story arc for you. Yes, yeah. and I want to respect them okay. and the effort that they put in. Uh-huh. Also pay for porn. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, if you're going to watch anything in the bedroom, make it porn. <laughs> make it fucking yeah. porn. <laughs> uh, so the only other really one that I've got left is thinking that everything has to be perfect. Yeah, and Which, I think that goes back to what we've said the, through a lot many. Of, we've touched a lot on that of them a lot. touch on that. Yeah, um, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. No. That it it should be fun. It should be you. I don't care how old your relationship is, you can still fumble around and be goofy. Uh, and and mm-hmm. I think that sort of falls into the hygiene thing again. Is that I remember, and I know you probably remember this as well in the States, Colgate is who invented dragon breath. Yeah. And that was the, when you wake up in the morning, what do you have? Dragon breath. And so they invented that so that people would buy their toothpaste and buy their mouthwashes. What they really, I think they, they hurt morning sex more than more than they helped their even mm-hmm. in their own sales because people would then wake up and not kiss. And I can remember it being, you know, sure, some people may have dragon breath, but if that's a problem, you know, wake up, drink some water, have water by your bed. Or have Listerine by the bed. Or, or have something. Listerine yeah. by the bed. But it's, you know, drinking a glass of water mm-hmm. is going to help mm-hmm. dragon breath just as much as brushing your teeth, yeah. because I promise you're not going to notice. No, and I, I had a partner previously who, before we could have sex in the morning, would get up, go brush his teeth, and then come back to bed. Yeah, and I'm, and I mean, and it's fine, sure, but at the same time, it takes that spontaneity away. Yeah, because and it's like I don't really care. Let's just and I don't care yeah. either. And that's you were the first person who really sort of 
you know, woken that in me yeah. is that, wow, we can actually kiss in the morning after waking Laws. up. I know, right? <laughs> but it's still, it's, it's the truth. It doesn't matter. It's things that are important are, imp- are, are important. And I'm going to say that mm-hmm. it's intimacy and, and we make certain things important and we, we control what is important in the bedroom. Yeah. So if, if cleanliness is, you know, the only thing you're, you think is important, then maybe you should reevaluate um, what you truly value in the bedroom. Well, and, and let's preface that by saying that cleanliness is important, but if you take it to the excess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Meaning you have to, if cleanliness and hygiene is the only thing you're concerned about, yeah. you know, perhaps you should reassess yeah. uh, because your, your partner wants you for you. Mm-hmm. That's not to say don't make an effort and be... Oh, for sure. Definitely make an effort. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, we are, we are also talking about a couple, us, who shower every day and, right. and, and you brush our teeth at least once, if not twice a day. And yeah. We try to be clean. Yeah. We, yeah. So yeah. Especially before a play session. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's enough. That's, that's a lot of mistakes that we make at the bedroom, babe. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, and fortunately, we, we have both made and, and have had made those, mis- those mistakes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's something that with Valentine's Day being today, um, reassess your relationship. Always reassess your relationship. Yeah. There's always things that we can do better. There's always things that we forget. We get lazy. Yeah. All of us get lazy. Yeah. Just grow, change, enjoy. Have fun with it. Yeah. And for Valentine's Day, I got you a promise that I will not be lazy. Aww. I hope you like it. I do. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, uh, as always, for listening. Mm -hmm. We we are working hard to, to, to make your life more exciting. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Come see us at Pendulum. Next yeah. Friday night, mm-hmm. Friday. That's again Friday, February twenty third. Yeah, happy dance. Yes. Is uh, come check us out at Sexpo. We've got and before Sexpo, we have another pendulum party and a new ladies' night that we're working on with our secret spot. More that details is, to come. Yeah, that it's gonna be epic. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be epic. Let me tell you mm-hmm. right there. I'm gonna lay it out. Um, if you want to keep up with information on things like that um email us Mm -hmm. if you want specific details and you cannot wait uh send us an email theadamsoflove at gmail.com or you can follow us on twitter at by the by podcast facebook by the by podcast instagram by the by podcast yeah it's basically by the by podcast everywhere and uh, our website www.bythebye.com.au Thank you again Thank to the you, sexy sexiest IT guy. IT guy in Straya. Um, yeah, he's we really appreciate it. All mm-hmm. the work that he's done. So, uh, yeah. Anything else you want to No, say? I think we're good for the week, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And we'll uh, catch you guys next time. Stay sexy. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.